Welcome to the Bruce Pitcher Podcast, CEO of Larger in Life, the greatest coaching company in the world, once weighing over 400 pounds, and now I've lost over 200 pounds living larger in life. We're going to talk about on this podcast, overcoming, doing things that people would say is impossible, and give you the tools to transformation. So let's get fired up and get pumped on life. Let's go. Welcome to the Bruce Pitcher Podcast. My main man, my co-host, Corey Efi. Yo, yo. Sayuli. We're here today. Um, we're here today to be uh, talking about a couple things that have been really a lot on my mind. So, Cor, um, what happened is, is there was an article and there was a 60-minute segment that came out on CNN and I got messaged about it, actually. And um, they locked it. And I wanted to dive into the success of people on weight loss shows and everything else that it entails, right? So first, let me just say this. I'm speaking from my personal experience from being on Extreme Weight Loss. I don't know anything from personally, obviously, people on Biggest Loser. I'm not going to speak for them. I'm not going to speak for my other castmates of their experience on Extreme Weight Loss. I'm strictly going to speak on my experience and what it's done for me. Because obviously, I wouldn't be sitting here today if it wasn't for that show. You know, that show like changed my life. And there's all this narrative and all this stuff centered around that weight loss shows don't work, that they gain all the weight back and stuff like that. Yes, those things do happen, but also percentages of people gain the weight back in general, right, without the show. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, Corey, the good thing about you being here is you have seen me in both worlds completely, right, of not of being overweight and you've seen me uh, living a life and then also now of living a life of like, a healthy lifestyle, whatever you want to call it, but it's like whatever you decide to do, right? So what would you say, Fachin, has been the biggest thing? Oh, FYI, we do, if you ever hear us say Fachin, just, just keep moving forward because that's just an inside joke between the two of us. We'll, but, yeah. We can talk about that later, but yeah. go ahead. But, Cord, like, honestly, if you think about it, like, what's some of the biggest differences? Obviously, passion and everything on life was still the same, right? But things have just changed from dramatically of, of the lifestyle now, right? Like before you knew me when I was 400 pounds and now what you'd see me as now. Yeah, so you're asking me what what has changed from yeah, when you were... Yeah, what do you think has been the biggest difference? Uh, I mean, obviously your your habits, your lifestyle, really the, the, your whole life as a whole. Like just your habits, you're just a different person. You're more driven. You got a lot bigger goals. I mean, honestly, you're just getting stuff done and you're just, you're doing things. I mean, I wouldn't say like like you would have done things, I think, you know, when you were heavier, when you were 400 pounds, but I think you just... You have a you have more perspective on life. You you appreciate your life more. You value it more. Exactly. I, I think that's one of the other things too. And and I, let me get this straight. Like right now, I understand because there was also a segment that shows like, hey, in six minutes, you know, it's like it's it's a disease. Obesity is a disease, and all these things. And I and I I you know I'm I'm not gonna say like stand up here and say no, it's not. There it is a disease. Like it's an addiction, just like anything else is addiction, right? But you gotta work every single day to conquer that addiction. And and not everybody has the means. Like they're talking about on the 60 minutes that there's this there's this shot now that they can take and all this stuff. But people just can't afford that. 
So what are you going to do? What's the next thing that you're going to do, right? And what's some of the things that you want to do? And strictly, and they say, oh, on these weight loss shows, they have them work, eight, work out eight hours to 10 hours a day and put them on 500 calories. Well, like I said, I'm speaking on my personal experience. That never, ever happened on extreme weight loss, ever. The lowest calories that I ever ate was 1,700 calories, okay? And that's as I was getting all the way down to the end, very end of it. That was it. Had us take, never take any diet pills, never had us take anything like that. We worked out, we did work out a lot, but not up to eight to 10 hours days, but we worked out efficiently and we worked out with intensity and we worked out with a purpose, right? And that's one of the biggest things I think people in, in the transformation journey really lack is like, I hear all the time, man, I'm working out five to six hours a day, but you got to have a purpose in there. You got to have a drive in there. You got to have intensity in there. You know what I mean? And then you got to decide what you want to do when you get there. If you're walking into a gym and you're walking into getting there for a number and everything else, you're going to be just disappointed. You're getting in there to work out and transform your mind, your spirit, everything. That's what it truly takes. And, And to hear that this is like, Oh, it's a disease and, and it's, uh, and you can get it from because your parents are both big and all that stuff. And I agree, but also I would love to take that study because they studied, they did a study on, uh, weight loss people and the shows and everything and all this stuff. Guess what? That weight loss show never came calling to me and they never did a study on me. They never did a study on like how mentally challenging it was. And I, and I've talked to some of my castmates and they, and, and maybe they give me a little bit of saying like, well, I don't really care to live by the scale. I'm truly happy with the way that I live now and not worried about everything that's put in my mouth. And you know what? That's okay too. If that truly does make you happy, that's fine. But guess what? I have lived on both sides of the spectrum. And don't knock me because I get up every single day and don't want to do that and really have to identify what I put in my mouth because I'm a lot happier, fulfilled, happier, living life to the fullest of doing it this way. And it might seem like, oh, you're depriving yourself from going to have a burger or fries or this kind of stuff. That's not the way I look at it because I look at my life as a whole. And I'm like, there's so much more to life than having a cheeseburger. There's so much more to life than having some drinks with friends every now and then. You know what I mean? The, what, what life brings me now to be able to live a fulfilled life, to be able to go to a Raiders game anytime I want, the little things, to be able to walk up downstairs without my knees and everything hurting so bad, all that is means something to me. Being able to fit in a, a, a booth at a, at a restaurant, that means something to me. Being able to walk around and know that I can fit in clothes and, not want, and, and feel worthy of love all those things and every single day that I get up I have to make that choice so when I hear people are like well this is like you want to win and fight off obesity and all this stuff yeah you know what I do I, I, I that's the life that I want and it's all mental and it starts with keeping your integrity it's what commitment do you want to keep every single day like this stuff's not easy because I heard somebody say to me the other day they said to me and and they were like well some of us have struggled with weight loss with gaining weight since since I've been nine years old and some of us are just like, it's just real, dis, dis, uh, it's real unfortunate. And that's what we've had to deal with. And I was thinking to myself, so have I. <laughs> yeah. Well, so me have too. a lot of people. Yeah, so have, that's what I said. I said, I said, so have a lot of people, you know? And I think a lot of people think, oh, you've lost this weight. You've been doing this now for 10 years. It's still a struggle every single day that I wake up and want to look at my shoes and be like, gosh, we got to go do it again. Gosh, we got to work out. I mean, just a little bit ago, me and Corey went on a trip to Vegas. We're on a trip, a work trip, and uh, Corey was doing his thing. And, like, we didn't want to go to the gym, but we did. You know what I mean? We made it work that day because we knew 
That's a commitment that we made ourselves. That's living the healthy lifestyle. That's living like the life that we want to live and living a fulfilled life. And I just don't want this narrative to be, well, if you're on a weight loss show, you gain all the weight back. No, it was all mental for me. And the people in Larger in Life, they will come on and tell you the same thing that have been on my show. And we work on that every single day. And the reason we train is because we're mentally helping our brains to be able to handle life. And be able to know when life gets hard that it doesn't matter. Because it is so easy in transformation to have a life going great, going smooth. And then when detours come in your life, deaths, um, lose of job, things that are completely out of your control, you've got to be ready. And that's why when I go into fitness and I do into training, I want that workout to be as intense and as hard as possible. So then I'm ready for that. And then that, therefore, is going to build to where I feel like I have a fulfilled life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I got a question for you. Well, obviously, you're, you're coming in hot in this episode. <laughs> a lot of passion bringing in this episode. So something obviously triggered you. I mean, I didn't, really, I didn't watch the episode. You showed me that article from Harvard, but what was it? I mean, what is it specific? Was there anything in there specifically where you're like, what are they talking about? Well, I, I mean, I get like the article and stuff and I got message and stuff and it's like, see the weight loss show is the reason that we've gained the weight back, you know? And also oh, they're blaming you, you think that these people are blaming. There's the show. been times where I've heard that. Yes. But I'll tell you right now, when we were all at finales, we were not all depressed with being where we were and we weren't all depressed with the results that we've got. We were excited. We were happy with where we were at, you know? And I get there's some things like people have um, disease of lip edema and swelling and stuff. And those kinds of things are really hard to lose weight. I get that. Like there is that percentage of that people out there, but this stuff of like, they come on 60 minutes, this willpower, you can't have willpower. I don't know, man. It just gives me a really hard time. I'm not saying you got to have willpower, but I think you got to ask yourself every single morning, am I making the best choices in my life to become the best version of myself, you know, every single day. And, and the thing is when I see all these studies on obesity and how it's a disease and how it's uh, it can be genetics and mean, and, and you can grow up with it because the parents didn't, because the parents are both obese. So then therefore you're going to be obese. I would love to see the study of their entire life. You know, like, where are they coming from? What are they doing? You know, why are we yeah. not preaching more about that? Why are we not preaching more about the mental side of it? You know, deciding to do things that are that are a little bit harder, you know, like drinking our water, getting up and exercising and moving. There's also a lot of studies that show all that stuff. And that's actually an interesting point that you bring up because, yeah, I, I mean, I'm with you. I think, uh, you know, there are there are situations where people have that hereditary, like, like diabetes. There's people who are born with diabetes. Yeah. They're born diabetic. And that's a different story. But then there are those who are diabetic because they just basically inhale too much sugar in their life. And so it's funny that you say that uh, about, you know, I would love to see their life, you know, because like you said, you know, as a kid, and you think about like how, we, you know, when we when you and I grow up, I'm sure, you you know, when you grow up, what's the easy thing for as a kid, like when you grow up, with, what's for dinner? Oh, let's go grab a Happy Meal from McDonald's. Um, you want a snack? Oh, here, grab a bag of chips. You know, whatever's in the house. And, yeah. And so I guess in a sense... You know, your upbringing, sure, you can, bl you can blame it on whatever you want. You gain weight, you can blame it on whatever you want. But at the end of the day, like you're talking about, you still have to put in the work to live that healthier lifestyle as you get older and to change your lifestyle from what it was. Not, yeah. not you know, not playing that, you know, whole, you talk about the, the poor me card. Like, you just, 
life happens, man. You just gotta, you just gotta go after it. Well, and I understand the emotional side too of eating, and I think that's one of the other things that people do. Like, I, I'm not saying like you shouldn't go to the doctor. All these things. There's some things that you might like might not be genetic, but let's do all the work. Figure out why you're emotionally tied to that. Sure. Because you say like, hey, what's for dinner as a kid? Go get a happy meal. Okay, here's a prime example. When you've had emotional stuff as a kid, even in sports, right? Let's say you lose the big game. We're all sad. But then we all, as a team, go get pizza. we go get pizza. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, ah, oh, we're okay. We're having fun. You know what? It's all right. So we don't realize, I think in some ways, how that triggered the brain. Because they want to say that things are triggering the brain. Exactly. Yes. Just like any disease of alcoholism, drug use, um, uh, pornography use, all that stuff, is something's triggered it. So you sense like a, like a culture. Yeah. A so it's culture. like, so as you're a kid and you're getting, and, and these things are triggering it, like, oh, okay, well, I had pizza when I'm here. Oh, I had a bad day, so I went and got ice cream with my dad or my mom or my friends, and instantly we felt a little bit better. We're not realizing at that time, like, hey, this might be something that, like, as we get older is something that always is happening to us emotionally, but it really does tie to the emotion of eating, emotional eating, because it's like, Hey, you know, I mean, is it, as a dad, have you ever been like Corey, where you've been like, Hey, your, your daughter's fell down and maybe you went and got ice cream. Oh, for sure. For sure. Right. hundred percent. So what do we, so, so then it triggers a thing naturally without even realizing it. Like when they get it's older, fell down, it's going to be a comfort. It's automatically a comfort. Well, and that's like, like you said, like comfort food is a real thing. It's a real thing. So I think when you can identify that stuff and we switch it up, that doesn't mean it's going to go away. That doesn't mean that it's occasion. But I think when you can identify that oh, and yeah. you see how that triggers you and the next time then is you're getting older and you, and you have that emotion, you find something to replace it with, you know, because it's not going away. You're still going to need something to comfort yourself. But let's find something that's great to comfort it, you know, that's going to benefit you. Let's, let's go for a walk. Let's go, let's shoot, go for a walk. shoot some hoops. Let's yeah. go uh, throw Make a ball around. Make a list around. of 10 things that you can do that if, if, if this one is you can't do, you can go to the next one. You can go to the next one. You can go to the next one and really do that. And so I just, I just when I see studies out there like that, and I think of myself when I was 400 pounds, over 400 pounds, I would sit there and be like, man, what's the point of working out? What's the point of eating right? It's all genetics anyway. I can't afford that weight loss uh, shot, the medication. So what's the point? So what I'm saying is, is like, I want to get away from that too. You know, that narrative of like, no, let's try. Let's give people hope. That's what I want to do. That's why I'm talking about this. That's why I'm so passionate about it. Because if I saw that when I was 400 pounds, I'd be like, what's the point of trying? Because it's already hard enough when you're overweight to put that first step forward and to go out in front of public and all the stuff and people look at you. Because I get it. People do look at you. Oh man, the reason that person is there. No, the reason that person turned to food is there's probably something emotionally tied to it. 100%. Like, I, there's not very many people just woke up and were like, yeah, I just want to be huge and fat and overweight. No. There's something emotionally that's always tied to it. Yeah. So I think it's like quickly identifying that. And that's the mental side of it. All of it. And, 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 and that's why I say challenge yourself. Get uncomfortable. Because when you're overweight, you don't feel like you're enough. It's as simple as that. And you don't feel like you're worthy of all this stuff. But that's why when you push yourself, though, and you do things that are extraordinary and you do things that are so out of your comfort zone, you're literally going to change that narrative. And that's what we do on Larger in Life. That's what I experienced on Extreme Weight Loss is that belief to know that, man, we can do this. And then, therefore, it's like you, you just start to conquer the world, you know? Yeah, you know, it's uh, maybe just think about, you know, you're saying about doing extraordinary things. <clears throat> and I think about it. Uh, don't you do 
you guys do like um, some kind of Spartan race or something every year, or you've done a couple years now, right? Yeah, we don't Spartan race. Uh, we did David Goggins four by forty eight in two weeks. In two weeks, we have this workout um, that I'm trying to get the, the quarter to come to. Working out twenty four hours. And do 24 workouts in 24 hours. Work out every hour. And it's for a charity and everything else to help raise money. So if we got this podcast out there, do tune in. If you want to know how to donate to that, that actually be uh, for some schools in Haiti. It's called Sweat for Impact. And they help build schools and education out there. And it's free to do the workouts um, and everything. And you can challenge us to try and get things that donate money that anything will help, you know. But, like, we're doing things like that, you know, and I can't wait for that kind of experience. Um, we did Barbarian. I did the Barbarian workout a few weeks ago. Like, those things are not, like, necessarily the best workouts to get your body where you want to get. But they challenge you. But they challenge me, and they build the belief that I can overcome in life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 100%. That's awesome. Well, guys, we're fired up about it. We just wanted to talk a lot about the weight loss shows and stuff. And just say that that narrative needs to change. I believe it needs to change. I need. I think that narrative needs to change. That weight loss is is this thing that nobody can overcome without a drug and all this stuff. And I, I just want you to know that there's hope and that you can do anything that you put your mind to. You know, and that's what I feel like I was put on this earth, and I'm so blessed to be have lost over 200 pounds and keep the struggle and keep grinding every single day. And just don't quit. You know what I mean? No matter what, just do not quit. And um, I struggle with it every single day. I know people think that, like, oh, 10 years out, I've got it all figured out. I don't. I struggle every single day. I'm in the same boat as you guys. I wonder if I'm ever going to figure this out. I wonder if I'm enough every single day and battle those demons all the time, just like you. And But no, you are. You know what I mean? And it's going to take work and effort. And you get to decide every single day when you wake up and you look in the mirror what you want to do every single day. And challenge yourself and lay it out. And it's going to take work just like everything else in this world. But on that note, well, in the podcast, thank you for tuning in. If you want to uh, follow Corey, give me your Instagram, Corey. Corey Efe, I-F-I, C-O-R-E-Y-I-F-I. Perfect. And Bruce Pitcher. And obviously, if you like it, share this podcast like crazy. And uh, we have Larger in Life Coaching. If you ever want to know about that, go into, go to our website and everything. And uh, But on that note, we're out.